pastor is in the room, Pastor Steve as well. So how many of you guys have a Christmas tradition you are looking forward to the most? How many of you guys have a dominant Christmas tradition? I, I grew up in a uh, pretty old school Christian home, and the rule was that we had to honor Jesus before we got to his presence. Anybody ever have that tradition? And so the rule was, we need to read the Christmas story because we're going to honor Jesus, and then we're just going to rip up the presents for the rest of the day, right? And I have never read, when it came my turn to read the story, I've never read that fast. When Jesus was born, people were happy, amen, right? Let's get to the presents. And I remember, I remember one year, my parents decided to send my brother and I on a scavenger hunt for our, our presents. And so there were these envelopes in the tree, and I opened up the envelope, and it said, you need to go upstairs to your room and find this. I go find the next envelope. I'm not kidding you. My parents had us running around most of our neighborhood. I was breaking into our neighbor's homes, trying to find the next. I climbed into a canoe in my neighbor's garage, trying to find a clue. And it ended up downstairs in this really creepy, dark corner of our house. And in these cupboards, I had heard my mom reference the fact that she had dolls when she was young. How many of you guys are not fans of dolls? Anybody? Yeah, me, for sure, right? So, I had heard rumors that my mom had porcelain dolls. And I knew that they were in one of these cupboards right there, right? The clue said that you have to make it past the dolls, which was like sadistic from my parents, right? I think it was probably my dad. And so I opened up the cupboard, and these two poor, my dad had set the porcelain dolls, so when I opened it, their face was like, right there, right? And they were the kind that were a little too lifelike, but just not lifelike enough for you to like haunt your dreams for the next 10 to 15 years, right? And I had to make a decision that I want the present bad enough on the other side of the dolls, because this was the creepy thing, it was the creepiest thing about these dolls, is when you grabbed them and stood them up or sat them down, their eyes like rolled over. And it was the creepy, it still freaks me out. I'm just thinking about it. I can't do it. And so, Christmas traditions, we love them, but I love the Christmas story. And I want to take just 10 minutes real quick, and I want to pull some thoughts out of Matthew chapter 1. So if you could go to Matthew chapter 1, we'll read that, and then I just want to offer you some thoughts around this sentence, God with us. God with us. Let's pray. God, I pray that as we just pause for a moment in the middle of the busyness of Christmas and the fun we're going to have tonight, the fun that we're headed into up to Christmas. I pray that we could pause for a moment and see the powerful fact of what happens when you come to us. That you came and you took on the form of a man and everything changed. I pray we'd understand that a little better tonight. In your name, amen. Matthew chapter 1. Matthew 1, we'll start in verse 18. Matthew 1, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man, not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. 
for he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22, now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken to the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means for with us. Sorry. Translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife. But kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. Some thoughts I want to pull out of this. First of all, I love the scandal that is Jesus' birth. Imagine being Joseph. The conversation between Mary and Joseph. Mary comes to Joseph. Hey, you know how uh, we're not married yet? Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm excited about the wedding, though. Plan the great wedding. Have a cool DJ. My friend is doing it. By the way, never have your friend DJ. Never goes well. <laughs> But, comes, hey, you know how we're not married? Yeah, hey, you know how we've not done married stuff yet? Yeah, yeah, I do. I know we haven't done married stuff yet. Well, so this is interesting, Joseph, I'm pregnant. You imagine that conversation from Mary to Joseph? Hey, I'm pregnant. Can you imagine Mary explaining to her dad, hey, I'm pregnant? Yeah, that's not going to go well. And then not only that, but when he says by who, the response is, well, it's the Holy Spirit. Right? Like, that makes sense to Joseph or her dad. And Mary is now pregnant with this person that we are told to call Emmanuel, God with us. And this is the second scandal of this story. See, at this time, culturally, gods were people that lived way out there. And humans were people that lived way down here. And humans spent a lot of time offering sacrifices to gods, hoping they stay way out there. Because when gods came to earth and messed with humans, it was not good. And now we have this scandal, and we're discrediting that this person named God with us is about to be born. This thought that someone could be fully God and yet fully man is a scandal amongst cultures. And God comes and takes on the form of a man. And see, he had to. We have to understand this. That God had to be fully God and fully man. Because only God could forgive the sins that we've done. And only man could pay the price. And we see Jesus combining both God's divinity and our humanity to perfectly pay the price 33 years later on the cross. And what a dumbfounding, crazy thought, and the ramifications of this are huge. See, God with us is not just God with the person who believes in God. God with us is God with everyone. Regardless of how close we feel to God tonight or how far we have ran from God, God is still Emmanuel God. Regardless of whether we feel like we're on a mountaintop or we feel like we're in a valley, Regardless of how full of sin we feel or how pure we feel, God is still Emmanuel with us. And some of us have spent a long time attempting to run as far as we can from a God who is ever present on our side. And the ramifications of God being Emmanuel is huge. But I want to focus on one of them tonight. God being Emmanuel means we always have this is the thing I'm reminded of every Christmas season, is that hope is no longer something that is based on circumstance or emotion for us, but hope is based in the fact that God is always with us. 
See, Emmanuel was not just something that was a promise for as Jesus walked the earth. Emmanuel is also a promise to everyone in the future with the fact that God will always be with us. And it's interesting to me, in Romans 8, verses 24 and 25, it says this, that hope, based on things that we see, is not hope. And culture would have us believe that our hope is based on the circumstances that we see. The situation that we have, our position, where we're at, what we're doing, who we are, that is where we find our hope from. Some of us have been so stuck in a cycle of addiction or dysfunction that there seems to be no hope of ever leaving it. Some of us find ourselves having received medical news that says there is no hope. Some of us know people that have every right to have no hope. And yet Emmanuel... Jesus being born, God and man with us, changes everything. Because hope now, though it may not be tangible, is always present. Though we find ourselves in a spot where I cannot see an outcome that makes sense. I am so stuck in a situation that I cannot see past it. Hope is always present. And it's not just present now. Some of us look at our future and we see a bleak future. I love this scripture in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, to give you a future with hope. God is in a spot where he's saying, regardless of where you are now and regardless of where you see yourself in the future, it is never over. And you always have everything you need because God is with us. I want to have the band, uh, Teresa and Brittany, come up as we wrap this up. I remember, I remember being in a spot not too long ago, about, well, long ago now, about five years ago, where I was pretty emotionally tired. Anybody ever just been tired? Just, just tired to the core emotionally, mentally tired. And I was in this situation and this type of dysfunction within myself that I felt there was no hope for change. Anybody ever found yourself in a spot where you're looking at who you currently are and there seems like there's no way that things are going to change? Some of us feel like we're in a dead-end job. Some of us feel like we're in a dead-end relationship. Some of us feel like we're in dead-end struggles. And it was interesting for me to sit, I remember the moment, I was sitting in the lobby of the church I was at. I was by myself, I was the janitor. I'm stuck doing janitorial, and I'm done, I'm just done, felt no hope. And I remember starting, man, after admit I was crying, I started to cry. And it was interesting, because the thing that overwhelmed me the most was the reminder that God is a man of love. That God is here. Regardless of whether I could feel it, regardless of whether I could see it, regardless if I could accept it, the truth is, friends, that God is here. Regardless of your circumstance, regardless of what people are telling you, God is here. And though we may not feel it, we have to choose to believe it. Because faith is the action and hope is what begins to happen after that. I would encourage you tonight, 
as we're in this Christmas season, and as we're running to and fro, and for some of us, Christmas may be a little lonely. For some of us, Christmas may be a little bit emotional. For some of us, Christmas may be a little overwhelming. I encourage you to pause long enough to remind yourself that God is with you. That God is present in your circumstance, and he cares about his outcome. This is the last thought of God being with the man who God is with us. And it's easy for us to run to him. Some of us overcomplicated what it takes to get back to God. We have to realize that God is ever-present. And if he's ever-present, it's simply a turn to go back to him. Can you bow your head and close your eyes just for a moment? want to ask tonight if there's anyone in this room who feels like they're distant from God, whether it's through the behavior or whether it's through mentality or maybe just never really considered what a relationship with God looks like. If that's you, I don't want to call you forward. I don't want to make a big deal. I just want to ask you to put your hand on your heart. You just put your hand on your heart, whether you feel distant from God or maybe you haven't found yourself in a relationship with him yet. I just want to pray for you tonight. God, I thank you so much that you are with us. That regardless of how we feel, this is something that we can bank on. It's a promise that you give us. That regardless of where we find ourselves, and regardless of our behavior, and regardless of what we believe, and regardless of what we do, you are still always with us. And I pray tonight for those of us who desperately need to be reminded of that, would we have this affirming of our conviction that you with us is our joy, that you with us is our strength, that you with us is our peace, that you, you with us is our hope. We thank you, God, that this is something that we can bank on day in you are always present with us. We love you. You are so good. You are so great. We worship you. Amen. Amen. You stand your feet. I just want to end with a carol. And I, I'm a sucker for tradition, I'll admit it. And so I said we needed to sing a couple carols here to remind ourselves of that. You are so great. We worship you. In your name. Amen. I want to sing a couple funny songs too. Anybody know the words to Feliz Navidad? Like actually know the words to Feliz Navidad? Or what are we, we're doing Jingle Bell first, right? Rudolph. How many guys like Rudolph? Rudolph, right? Everybody remember the words that weren't the words everybody has their own version, right? So, so let's sing Rudolph. Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer, had a very shiny nose. And if you ever Say
Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad.